0: morning. Good morning. Right. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are present here with us. Thank you for your words. Thank you for stories. Pray that you would open our hearts, that through your Holy Spirit, present and alive in each of us, we would hear your voice speaking as we look at your word. And that we would go away changed by who you are and what you've done. Amen. I, um, I heard something recently that said if you want to sound clever, if that's your, your bag, and someone's talking about a film or a book or a play that you don't know much about, then you just need to say, oh, it's, it's essentially about redemption. And you sound really clever, and it's almost always true. But for Ruth, that definitely is the case, that this is a story of redemption. And one of the things that I was taught as a child, whenever you're looking at the Bible, a passage in the Bible, is to ask yourself the question, why is it here? Why does it matter? Why is it a part of the Bible? And the whole book of Ruth is there essentially as a bit of history. It's a bit of a puzzle. It's part of Jesus' genealogy and And so it forms a bit of history that makes sense of other books of the Bible. But it's also there as a picture, as a story of redemption, a story of our redemption that teaches us about God's character, that teaches us about God's redemption. So just to very briefly recap the story of Ruth, we've got um, two main characters, Naomi and Ruth. Um, Naomi's in a foreign land she's widowed her daughter-in-law Ruth who is a Moabites, is also widowed they return together to Bethlehem back to Naomi's homeland because God is feeding his people again Ruth declares that she's going to stick with Naomi whatever happens she's going to be faithful to her your God will be my God your people will be my people and they go back while they're there they're trying to just survive Really, Naomi changes her name to, I think, uh, you know, kind of misery and misfortune and, and other cheery things. They're not in a good place. They're trying to survive. Ruth is gleaning um, barley that's left in the field. But they're together. And then we reach, reach chapter 3. So just that Joseph read it, But just to, again, recap that story. So in this chapter, we've got three characters. We've got Ruth and Naomi and Boaz, who is a man, an older man, of standing, of some kind of property and wealth, who is a relation of Naomi, and so a relation of Ruth. And Naomi has spotted what's going on. She's got that kind of motherly, uh, Mrs. Bennet-type vibe from Pride and Prejudice of Right, okay, I can, I can see that there's something going on here. And so she encourages Ruth to, to take action. Ruth goes to the threshing floor, um, which is a very male place, a place of work, and does this outrageous, wildly inappropriate act of climbing in at the foot of Boaz's bed. And then Boaz responds to her, and Ruth goes back to Naomi. Now although I think there are loads of things that we can learn from this story, and obviously loads of things we can learn from the Bible, I still I want to put in a bit of a disclaimer that this chapter should not be taken as dating advice, if that's where any of you are or are offering advice to people, I would not recommend following this, I mean perhaps they're putting on perfume and they're getting nicely dressed, but I would suggest going down to your your loved one's place of work and hiding um, is not perhaps... I would recommend to our young people. I'm not an expert on dating, but that much I know. But for each of us, in all of our relationships, whether they're friendships, whether they're family relationships, whether it's someone that you're dating or engaged to or married to, there are often moments where we have to kind of take that leap of faith and we have to kind of step out of our comfort zone. And that can look like I know I've, one of my best friends was someone that I met in a park and started chatting to. And that first conversation, where I was like, hey, do you want to maybe like come for a coffee or something? That there was a risk that she would go, no, why would I want to have a coffee with you? You massive weirdo, I don't know you. Um, quite a lot of my friendships start in that way, but fortunately they mainly respond quite nicely. But there's still a leap of faith because you don't know how people will respond. Asking someone whether they want to go out for a meal. Asking someone to marry you. In marriage, it can look like saying, I'm not sure things are okay. Maybe we need to go and get some counselling. With family members, it can look like talking through things that have hurt you. That there are often these steps where we have to step out and trust. And we don't know what the ending is going to be. And Ruth is in this kind of extreme situation. So I want to look at the three characters of Ruth, Boaz, and Naomi and see what we can learn about that kind of stepping out in faith. So if we start with Ruth, there are some really important characteristics about this act of faith that Ruth does, this kind of stepping out you know, in obedience to Naomi. But I think we can learn lessons for us stepping out in obedience to God. The first is that it's a really active thing that she's doing. She's not sitting waiting for Boaz to notice her. She's not putting on her perfume and her nice clothes and then just carrying on in the hope that Boaz will see her. There's an action, a stepping towards something. And I'm reminded of the story in Mark 5 of the woman with bleeding who in the crowd reaches out to Jesus. I remember Joe speaking on it probably a couple of years ago and saying it's quite easy to be in the crowd around Jesus, but to step out and touch him, to reach out to Jesus, is a different thing. So what Ruth's doing is an active thing. It's a decision. It's, it's stepping towards something. The second is that it's really vulnerable. So we might know how this story ends, but Ruth doesn't. Ruth's stepping out and putting herself at real risk At best, of looking foolish, of being rejected, of being assaulted, she's going to a male dominated place of work with no protection as a foreigner. Who knows what would have happened to her? She was physically in danger. And that when we step towards God, when we step, take those kind of leaps of trust in relationships, that we're really vulnerable. That we're without our armour, because we don't know the end of the story, and we might look foolish, where we need someone else. That's a scary place to be, and it's always worth thinking through, for each of us, what are the habits that we have to stop us being vulnerable? How do we protect ourselves from that? I know for me, one of my favourite techniques to stop myself from being too vulnerable is to lower everyone's expectations. So if I've made something, I've cooked something, I might be really proud of it, but I'll serve it saying, I'm sorry, I don't really have the right ingredients, so i probably left it for a little bit long, it's a bit dry, actually. Trying to lower everyone's expectations, because to make something and put it in front of someone saying, I'm really proud of this, is more vulnerable. And we've each got things that we do. Maybe it's having lots of activity. Maybe it's being really strong. We never cry, we don't struggle, we're not that kind of person. For each of us to be obedient to God means being vulnerable before Him. To admit our need of God and to stand before Him knowing that it's only His grace that saves us. We don't don't bring anything to that deal except for our honest, vulnerable selves without armour. And Ruth steps out She's active, she's vulnerable. And the other thing that I notice in what Reeve does here is that although it is bold and wildly inappropriate, there's a real gentleness in it and a quietness. And I think that for some of us, and perhaps even for us as a church, that we think the act of faith, that boldness and that courage is always loud. And that it looks big or impressive. But for each of us every day, for us as a church family, there are sets of faith, sets of obedience, that are active. They're really vulnerable. But maybe they're quite gentle. Maybe they're, they're quieter. And so we need to look for those places in our lives where maybe we're already stepping towards God, but we feel like, We're not, but they're gentle. But they're still vulnerable and they're still active. And so what is God calling each of us towards? And maybe it's one of those relationship things. Maybe that God this week is putting on our hearts to deal with something going on in a relationship. Something that takes action and vulnerability, that takes courage, but can still be done with gentleness. Maybe it means ringing someone up and saying, can we have a chat about things? Maybe it's forgiving someone. Maybe it's talking to a friend about Jesus that's been on our heart for ages and we've not quite plucked up the courage because we don't know how they're going to respond. But we need to take a step towards that to be vulnerable, to be courageous and to gently but clearly tell them that Jesus loves them, that we want to pray for them. Or maybe like that woman reaching out for healing. We need to take steps towards healing. And I believe that God miraculously heals people every day. But I also believe that there are times that part of that stepping towards healing and asking for God's healing and that action and that vulnerability might mean making an appointment with your GP or booking to see a counsellor. Taking an active, courageous, vulnerable step towards healing, as well as praying for God's miraculous healing, maybe that's the step that God's encouraging you towards this week. And so, while I think that God... He's asking you to be like me, to step out to be be wonderful. We also need to remember Boaz is a picture of a kingdom and redeemer, a picture of Jesus. And Boaz responds... Ruth's slightly kind of nuts actions waking up in the night finding a woman asleep at his feet I said the Lord bless you my daughter you've been kind and that Boaz like Jesus responds with kindness with acceptance and with this incredible generosity in pouring all this barley into her lap. And this whole story reminds me of in Mark 14 when the woman pours perfume and anoints Jesus' feet. And then we can see in that story how Jesus responds with kindness. What she's done is really special. He accepts her even though other people don't. And he's so generous with his words when he says to the woman who does this radical Um, inappropriate act of worship says wherever people talk about me throughout all generations they'll talk about this story and so if we take a step of obedience into what God towards God towards what God's saying we're still vulnerable we don't know what the ending's going to be especially if you're thinking about talking to someone else about you know having a difficult conversation with someone I can't promise you that will go well. If you're stepping towards healing or telling someone about Jesus, I can't promise you that that will go well. But Jesus promises that as we step towards him, that he will always, always respond with kindness, with acceptance and with generosity. And so as we step out in faith, our faith is not that everything will be brilliant, but our faith is in the character and the power of Jesus. And finally, I'm going to look at the character of Naomi. And Naomi's one of my favourite characters in the Bible. And probably this chapter really summarises it. Because I think as well as being a Ruth, so each of us every day needs to be a Ruth, needs to step in obedience towards God. We never grow out of that. But for many of us, most of us here, perhaps we need to be a bit of a Naomi too. We need to see what's going on with younger Christians or other people around us. Watch like Naomi watches. She's what's starting. She then encourages Ruth, that old-fashioned version of the word encourage. She gives her courage. She sets out these practical steps for Ruth to walk through. And ultimately points her towards Boaz, who is our model of a kinsman redeemer. So she gives her these very detailed practical instructions that end with, in verse 4, he will tell you what to do. And so for each of us, we need to be asking God, who can I be a Naomi to? What can I see going on in the lives of these other Christians? How can I encourage that? How can I help them take steps towards what you've got for them? How can I point them to you? How can I say to these other Christians, Jesus will tell you what to do. It's still Ruth that has to step out and do it. Still Ruth that has to step out of vulnerability. We can't do that for other people, but Naomi can help, advise, encourage, and then at the end of the chapter, she says, "How did it go? I'll wait with you while we find out what happens." So each of us needs to be looking for who it is that we can say, "I can see that God's given you these gifts." Have you thought about taking these steps? Could I perhaps put you in touch with someone? Can I pray with you about this? They've still got to do it. That person's still got to take those steps. But we can set everything up. As much as we can, we can help, we can support, we can encourage. And then we can follow up and say, how did that go? How's that progressing? I'll wait with you. And so as we... As we finish, I think we're going to have some more worship and some space to respond. I'm just going to pray because what we need more than anything is God to speak to our hearts to tell us what steps he wants us to take this week. Jesus, I pray to you that whenever we step towards you, you always respond with kindness and acceptance and generosity. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we can be courageous that we would have our eyes on you so we're willing to be vulnerable to be without armour help us to be brave and to take those steps of calling us to that difficult phone call that conversation with someone about Jesus that saying yes to something that saying no to something show us good for each of us And for us as a church family, what the next step towards you looks like. And I pray, Jesus, that you would give us eyes to see where we can be Naomi, To see what you're doing in others and how we can encourage. (coughs) That we would be a church family that is encouraging each other, that is making opportunities for each other that we point each other to you. Amen.